prisoners in the moment. I know I talked yesterday about Steph Curry and his all-time greatness. But I was bombarded by so many different opinions about Steph being a, a top 10 all-time player. And I would just say to puff the brakes on that. Like, I think that the whole point of ranking people is to wait till their career is over. I don't think that Steph Curry is one of the 10 best players in the history of the NBA. Now, he he moved up significantly. Winning championships as the alpha dog, to me, is the, is the biggest factor into all-time greatness. So when you look at the people, and I know I know Bill Russell, people, Bill, there were only eight teams in the NBA when Bill Russell was winning 11 titles, and I get that. But he won like eight or nine of those. He was the best player on the team. Mike was the best player on six of them. I deduct from Kobe, who I think is like right at the bottom of the top 10. And if you hear that, if you hear that in the background, we're coming to you live. We're this is a we're we're in the Galanda cast and we're coming to you live from Toyota Field in Huntsville, Alabama. At the Huntsville Trash Pandas Stadium. I love going to minor league baseball. I'm a minor league baseball guy. I love broadcasting. Whenever I'm in Huntsville with my family, I like to broadcast from Toyota Field. So shout out, shout out to the Huntsville Trash Pandas, the the double A affiliate. I believe of the Atlanta Braves or the Milwaukee Brewers. They've they've moved around so much. So you might hear some you might hear some cheering in the background and, and announcing and, and music and all of that stuff. But Steph Curry, we we become prisoners in the moment. And I'm not I'm not hating on Steph Curry because he's phenomenal. And when it's said and done, he he probably will be one of the top five or seven or eight players in the game, but his career is not over yet. If Steph Curry wins another championship next year, then he'll have five. He'll have more than LeBron. He's going to be a top 10 scorer, most likely. He'll have three championships where he played, where he was the best player on the team. Then you start getting into, you, then you can start legitimately comparing him to Kobe. And maybe even legitimately comparing him to Tim Duncan. Maybe there's an argument that says that although Tim Duncan was a phenomenal player, Mr. Fundamental, but you might be able to say that Curry changed the game a lot more than Tim Duncan. Maybe you maybe you bump Tim Duncan out of the top 10. But the top 10, it's not supposed to be easy to get in the top 10. That's why it's the top bleeping 10. And I see a lot of reckless talk. I don't, I don't know if it's clickbait. But to say to say that Steph Curry is better than Wilt, we're so disrespectful to the big men, the Shaqs, the Wilts, even the Tim Duncans, the Kareems. You know, nobody nobody thinks Kareem is the best ever. Where where Kareem legitimately is probably the second best ever, if not the best ever. And we undermine big men because they they don't do the they don't shoot as much and they don't they don't cross people up. And they're less likely to dunk on someone from the from the dotted line. But the NBA has been built on big men. And I'm not I'm not hating on Steph Curry. I'm just saying that we really need to puff the brakes and let these things play out. It's just like the LeBron Jordan argument. Let it play out. 
if LeBron had gone to L.A. and three-peated, then he's right up there with Jordan. They went up there. He went out there. They won a championship the second year like he does everywhere else. And then they went in a tank. You know, Steph Curry, most of the, the all-time greats, with the exception of Magic Johnson, Bird was a multiple NBA defensive team, team one NBA defense, all defensive team. Jordan nine times. Shaq was. Obviously, Bill Russell was. Wilt was. These guys were, were great two-way players. Steph is the most transcendent. He's an A++++ shooter. But he is not, he's not a transcendent defender. And I don't, people, people, so people have been reaching out to me and they're saying, well, he's only 6'3 and he didn't hit the DNA lottery. And they use that as an excuse. You know, you can be small. Allen Iverson was a poor defender when he came into the league. Allen Iverson really worked on his defense and was a, was a fantastic elite defender year seven, eight, nine. Was a stills machine. You can be small and be a good defender. Marcus Smart is defender of the year. Him and Curry are roughly the same size. He may be a little bit taller than Steph Curry. So I don't want to hear the whole, you can't be an elite defender unless you're 6'7 and have a 40-inch vert. That's just not true. And I'm not knocking Steph Curry for not being a fantastic defender. That's not his role. He's not supposed to be a great defender. That's not what he's supposed to do. His job is to be out there, is to come off all of those screens and hit those three-pointers. But I just think that people people are disrespecting some of the great all-time players in the NBA. It should be very hard to be top 10. I, like I said, I think that Kobe is your line of demarcation. You got to get through Kobe. To be in the top 10, it's not easy to get through the, the Mamba. I don't buy into the whole thing where Kobe is a top three or top four player. I think that that's absolutely ridiculous. Because Kobe, rest in peace, Kobe did not come into the league as the face of a franchise, having to carry a franchise from day one. Jordan did. LeBron did. Larry Bird did. Magic did. Nobody was, nobody was tanking and trying to, to pile up the ping pong balls to get Kobe Bryant. And there's a difference between carrying a franchise being the CEO from a day one as a, as a 17, 18-year-old like LeBron did. You come in, you're the best player on your team. Everybody's watching you. All the pressure's on you and you deliver. Kobe had four or five years to marinate under the tutelage of Nick Van Exel. And then Shaq got there. And Shaq was the best player on that team. So I just think, I think that number of championships, number of championships as an alpha – in addition to your stats and points and all of that, your plus minus, all of the all of the metrics that the statisticians put together to to verify greatness. I don't know if Steph Curry just being a phenomenal three point shooter and a C plus defender and a C plus and many other things. Like I said, I can't think of anyone that's in that top ten that's not also an elite defender or an elite rebounder. Now, if you want to say that Steph's better than Dirk Nowitzki, Charles Barkley, even Kevin Durant, I'll give you that. If you want to say he's better than Dwayne Wade, I'll give you that. If you want to say he's better than Isaiah Thomas, I'll give you that. And I'm not, I'm not a big list 
radio guy, but it is the summer. Everybody's doing list radio. But I, I just seen so many people are talking reckless on the four letter, on FS1, in the blogs. Everyone's talking a little reckless. That I don't know if I can elevate Steph to being better than Kobe or some of these other players when he was a when he wasn't a two way player. One of the most iconic plays in LeBron James's career isn't all the points he scored. It's that block on Iggy for the three one comeback. Playing elite defense, making big plays on defense is important. Blocking shots is important. Getting steals at the right time, locking people up. You saw the way that Andrew Wiggins locked up Jason Tatum. That matters. In the all-time, in the in the pantheon of all-time greatness, I think being a two-way player matters. I just I, I don't want people to become prisoners of a moment and say, I mean, let's let's give Steph the props for what he is and where he is right now. I, I'm not in this whole projecting. We don't know if he's going to win more chips. He might. If they re-sign Jordan Poole and re-sign Wiggins, I think they're right up there next year and have a really good shot. But what if Steph Curry injures his ankle is out of the league in a couple years? We just don't know. I had a friend that said that Steph Curry is better than Shaq. I was like, are you out of your mind? Do you, do you realize you see the numbers that Shaq was putting up in the finals? He put up 37 and 14 in the NBA finals. We just got we just got to chill out. Steph is phenomenal. Now, if you say that he's had a better career than some of these guys, he's probably had a top two or three career. I don't know if anyone who's changed the game other than Mike and Magic and Bird more than Steph. Because of Steph, you got every little little brat on an AAU 12 and under team trying to shoot from 30 feet out. But that doesn't make him in the GOAT conversation. We, we really need to slow down on that, let it play out a few more years, and recognize Steph for what he is from a shooting perspective. Paragon 7 Studios. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. are a business owner in the DMV and looking to expand your consumer base, Ward 8 is now accepting applications for an amazing retail project. Incubate the 8 will feature 10,000 square feet of retail space adjacent to the Congress Heights Metro Station and located next to several key entertainment venues in Washington, D.C. To apply, go to www.stelizabetheast.com and peruse the many development initiatives taking place in the Congress Heights neighborhood. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. This man was on the track with LL, with LL and, and, and Big Smiles. That's, that's a legacy. That's hip-hop history right there. I should change it to the Rampage show. James Lewis. I'm not going to do that, though. You crazy. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. We begin searching for ways to not only feed, not only bridge the access to food, but how can we fight disease? Quite naturally, that required, it was a must that we figure out how to get fresh produce, crisp greens, leafy greens, 
and fruits and herbs and vegetables directly to the front door of those families that needed it the most. And so we finally come out with a solution and we call that Full Cart Fresh. We have teamed up with some of the, the greatest people in America, our American farmers. And through working with a collaborative of farmers across multiple states, we have created Full Cart Fresh. So imagine this, you're at a farm, the produce is picked and prepared, and it's boxed in a Full Cart Fresh box at the farm. And then through our shipping and logistics uh, program, we ship directly from the farm, directly to the front door of the most vulnerable families in America. We have got families and seniors and children around the country who are hungry and as well as hungry are really managing and coping with serious illnesses and diseases. So come along, help us. Help feeding children everywhere through our Full Cart program and the launch of our new Full Cart Fresh help those families in need.